Welcome back to the Two Wolves Wellness Podcast. I'm Roslyn. I'm Austin. And I'm Nick. And we are so excited to be back. It's been too long. We've missed you all dearly. And we very much appreciate all the listens and all the awesome feedback we've been getting from everybody. Um, especially, you know, our friends and family who are listening and kind of supporting us as we get started. Um, but today we're going to be talking about travel. And we're going to be talking about how travel can kind of shift your kind of worldly mindset, how it can affect your health and wellness, um, and some of our favorite places we've been and kind of how they've affected us. But to get us started, Austin has our article for this week. Yeah, so there was this article published on astronomy.com, but it's a, it was a, a paper that outlined the discovery of a of the closest planet that we found to being habitable uh so the article says astronomers have finally uncovered water vapor in the atmosphere of a super earth exoplanet orbiting within the habitable zone of the star habitable is a terrible word to say (laughs) the find means that liquid water could also exist on the rocky world's surface potentially even forming a global ocean uh one of the lead authors uh angelo's Cyrus, I have totally messed that name up and I apologize. No one judges you. This is the only planet right now that we know outside the solar system that has the correct temperature to support water. It has an atmosphere and it has water in it, making this planet the best candidate for habitability that we know right now. And I I, I think that's just incredible because we talk about how Earth is this unique, you know, environment. Planet. Yeah, that that life has been able to form. And and my take's always been that the odds are just in favor of there's some other there's just like the you know there's the, the uh, you know there's trillions, too much out there yeah the trillions <laughs> of trillions yeah there's gotta be you know something else that is like our planet and yeah. I, and I think this discovery is really incredible and it you know when we talk about you know we we talk about aliens a lot amongst ourselves and <laughs> I just think I I really want to bring this up because I think it's such an interesting thing and. And that is that Roz also somewhat wants to make fun of me. Roz, you're super (laughs) interested in aliens, but you are terrified we might actually find some, which is just so much so that, like, if I was to say, aliens just come on into our home, you're like, don't put that out there because you would freak out. That's like almost a disrespect move for me because you're not as woo woo as me, and so. spiritual things and what if they're not spiritual what if they're completely okay. scientific well, and I just, they're so t- I very much advanced. think that they're also very spiritual anyways I love the idea of aliens I've always loved the idea of aliens it's probably partially because we traveled so much to New Mexico and there's a town called Roswell and that's part of my name and there's alien things there <laughs> I don't know I honestly but have <laughs> made that connection the that's same part of my I have, name I have <laughs> I have made that connection as well. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you were there every time we drive through. Yeah. Our dads would be like, Roz, Roz, we're in Roswell. <laughs> like, <laughs> are our dads Mr. Burns? <laughs> I don't know. We, we're Anyways. in Roswell. <laughs> we're in Roswell, Roz. <laughs> it's just, it's something really fascinating to me. And I've always been pretty open-minded on what's out there and I've always been fascinated by space like whenever I was growing up and like 
elementary and middle school. And every time I had the chance to do like a school project, I always wanted to do it about space and the planets and all of that, like our solar system and everything. So it was just always fascinating to me. And, and as I've gotten older and kind of just learned more and kind of been more open-minded and science has been finding planets like this that, you know, are outside of our solar system, which in itself is just mind-blowing that we can be able to collect data like that so far away. Yeah. It just does, you know, go back to your point that we're not just some extremely super lucky planet and we're the only ones in the entire universe to be a habitable planet. So to me, it's like there's just so much that has been created in such a beautiful way. Like there's so much more than than what we just are on Earth. I just have such a strong belief in that. So, yes, but love aliens, but it also freaks me out. Because <laughs> <laughs> but you don't believe that they're harmful. Well, OK, I used to think they could be harmful and I blame like pop culture and and like what movies are put out which i think is also sad which i think who knows what kind of conspiracy could be behind that but yeah it freaked me out it freaked me the hell out like totally freaked me out and i hated all of those movies um so sure i'm working through that (laughs) (laughs) well we're here for you but no i get you through this i think aliens could be extremely peaceful and i think they could give us a lot of amazing technology but if you think about what we're like as humans, if you put those same parameters on aliens, there could be really great aliens and there could be really crappy humans that are really violent wanting power. So it's just who are the ones that have found us first? Yeah, I mean those are my thoughts. That's a that's a good that's a good food for thought. Thanks. Hey, you were be making a topic fun of me. On. I made a good point. <laughs> Roz, you make lots of good points. Thanks. But yeah. Speaking I think of it's traveling to other planets. <laughs> Speaking of. Who, okay, before we move on, all the talk about commercial space travel, who would actually go into space out of us? I, I have no desire. I don't either. No, like, just to, like, go out into space for, like, 10 seconds and then come back down in the atmosphere. But, like, if someone could take you to the moon, would you go? I would go. I'd up, do that. I would go up in space. I'd go on the space station. Space I'd station I'd do that, cool. too. But, like, just the... Com- like what you're technically buying a ticket to right now if you spend the like the tons of money the vomit comet or whatever yeah, they call it like that's what they call it oh it, that's the no, 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 no that's no, no, the no. shit that's mean, the plane yeah. that oh. simulates weightlessness no, 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 i mean with the one that they're like trying to build oh for space oh okay but you're not in space that long and you're never i thought like it was like an elevator wasn't there like a space elevator uh, they, they talked were talking about, about that at one point but i don't know if that's ever gonna happen either Anyway, so Nick, you'd I go to the moon. Austin, you'd go to the moon in the space station. I would go. I would go. I think if you could get to the International Space Station easier, and no, I would do that. That that would be interesting, just to one to prove the world is round, and <laughs> two. <laughs> I I I mean, there are just just the pictures that come out of that. Yeah. You know, that they take. That's incredible. I can only imagine how beautiful the world would look from that perspective. Well, and I always think for astronauts, when you have that experience of being up there and seeing the world like that, I feel like you could never live the same coming back to Earth. Like, how do you, it's almost kind of related to what we're going to talk about. And like with one of our trips, honestly, is like, how do you go to such a beautiful, almost otherworldly 
place where you see things you've never seen in ways you've seen before, how do you come back to like your reality? Yeah. It's, it's nuts to think about. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool. Some of us would go to space if we could. <laughs> but not for long. Did you say, yeah, did you say you would go? I mean, I like the idea of it, but I think there would be some anxiety I'd have to get over <laughs> to like make the trip. I don't know. Just thinking of, I'd have to be in the right mindset of like being okay if something goes wrong. Because you might not be able to come back from that. Like, what if something goes wrong? You just drift off into space. You die. But, I mean, you could do that just driving your car. So, But also, if you're going to space, no offense to you, but you're not an astronaut. I'm not an astronaut. Then they would and have I'm already offended. <laughs> they would have already figured all those things out. Like, they'd have so many this safety is true. nets. If it was commercial, yeah. Yeah. I will say that it is interesting to see you start the rationalization that you're okay to go to space. I just wouldn't want to go <laughs> <laughs> for long periods of time. Or, I mean, a- any length of time yeah longer than like you know a couple hours or a day yeah just because i want my bones to start reabsorbing well and i would so i would like to know some of the astronauts say when you come back in through to like within the earth's like atmosphere they see like colors with their eyes closed like they they see like this explosion of fireworks within their eyes because of like what their body's experiencing as it comes back into like regular hmm. earth it's in the show that we Man, started. So that's so wow. That we started? I did not know that. Yeah, it's uh one strange rock. Hmm. Remember we all watched oh that one day. Yeah. We just didn't get to that episode yet. Oh yeah. Did you watch ahead of us? No, my <laughs> yoga friend told me about it. Oh, okay. Anyways. Oh, anyway, not to spoil that for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, yeah, just to get started talking about travel, we just wanted to talk about like some general things of how we kind of think travel affects our worldview and and our health and wellness. So, Austin, do you want to start with some of your sure. thoughts? Sure, I would be. Yeah, no, coming I, off of a what, coming off two of a week lot of travel. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of traveling. So, just you know, for everyone's you know knowledge, I, I travel a lot for work. I'm in I'm in sales, so a lot of my job is on the road and and making sure that I'm you know in front of customers. And so I've done a lot more of it, um, but. This year, I also made an effort and really put an emphasis on leisure travel. Um, and, and it's kind of a combination of, you know, having a pretty good, solid group of friends that, you know, want to go places um, and then going with different groups of people, um, seeing how those different groups interact. But for me, you know, traveling is first off a social outlet that's different from just like the regular, you know, day to day. It's, it's really about going and experiencing something new. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to share that with other people that I care about is very important to me. Um, I'm not, you know, a lot of people talk about the virtue of traveling alone and if you can do it, great. I, I think more power to you. I, th- I think that is so brave and I think there's a lot of things that go along with that. But for me, I derive a lot of joy from the group that I'm with when I go on, on a trip like that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's just, a it's a way to kind of get away from some of the day-to-day distractions that we have, you know, in our lives and connect in a different way. Something in which, you know, like when you go on these trips, you're experiencing something as a group. Like, uh, for example, when, and I'll t- I'm going to talk about my Cuba trip a lot more. Um, we got almost kicked out of a club, uh, line because <laughs> we stepped out because we had really had to go to the bathroom because we've been standing in this line for two hours and 
we still laugh about that story. Yeah. Like we 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 t- we laugh and tell that story, and it's something that we were all there for. We saw, we experienced it together, and now we share it with other people that we you know that we care about and want to share more with. So, I think that is such an important part to me for travel. Is that yeah. is that memory and that collection of experiences. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And what I think we share a lot in common because our families traveled a lot when we were growing up. I mean, we started off like really just kind of going camping and then we'd go Colorado or Montana or, and we even went to Alaska once. And so it does get you away from the day to day. And like back then, I mean, we were just kids. We didn't really have like the responsibilities of going to work and everything. But like, even when you just got to our house today, we were like, Hey, what's new? And it's like, ah, you know, just going to work and, coming back home and all that kind of stuff and like we're not going to remember that conversation years to come right. from now like we're yeah. going to remember when we go to the beach and you know have a really fun vacation together and and make memories that way and it is such a special thing to experience with the people that you care about um but i also think it just forces you to think outside of your own box especially when you're going somewhere that you're you haven't been before or is so different from where you've been you know right, where your yeah. normal day-to-day mm-hmm. is yeah it just and even just things like like w- on one of our latest trips you know we noticed a lot when we were eating in restaurants they weren't really rushing you at the end of your meal like mm, that was amazing like that w- and and that was something that was so impactful to us is like your waiters really wanted to talk to you and they wanted to get to know you they weren't they fishing for a tip they weren't fishing for a tip they weren't trying to push us out of the table so that way they could have the next person come so they can make more in tips. Yeah. Like they, they were actually just cared. Genuinely. Like wanted to talk to us, was yeah. curious where we were from. Like, yeah. And nice. something like that. I mean, we've, I feel like we think about that more than we probably realize. Yeah. When I we mean, sit down for a meal. It out. happens all the time here in San Antonio. Like yeah. When it, we'll sit down and by the, like the end of the meal after we paid, especially like the waiter's always coming over and kind of being snippy. Or like, can I get you a drink to go? Yeah. And like stuff like that. Like that's just like, I don't know. It it just makes you think differently than, you know, if you've never experienced that, then you're kind of like, oh, we can eat out differently and like really make this an experience for us. Yeah. But yeah, I just think that's so interesting. But yeah, it's just, it's incredible what travel can show you. And even just about yourself, even if you're not traveling by yourself, you're still with a group. I think you learn about what you can really tolerate and the things like the creature comforts you have and you know maybe the harmful habits you have that you kind of have to get over when you're traveling um it's really eye-opening um just about kind of your personal growth and what you can do yeah and i and i know i say that i don't individually travel but i do a lot of individual travel for business yeah and i mean i know it's for business so i have to kind of like put that aside but um, you know, even if you are a, a, a business traveler, I would say, you know, a, a really important thing that actually helps improve the experience is if you actually kind of step outside what your schedule is. So typically you get into a place, you go to the hotel, you maybe get some work done and then you got to go find somewhere to eat. Well, like I, I had a trip where I was in San Diego and I literally just walked in this kind of downtown area of San Diego and got to see their little Italy and their Chinatown and all these different parts that they're just like 
built around this area and you learn about it so that you can then go back and enjoy it later yeah. you know or you can or you can enjoy it um you know i i went to this place and i sat at this it was a uh, it was a oyster place because you can't get you really can't get good oysters here in texas <laughs> um so whenever i'm on the coast i always take advantage of that but you just sat i just sat there and i just kind of people watched and and really had a nice meal and really enjoyed just like the 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 different environment around me um doing things like that going to see landmarks going to go to museums or anything like that can help ease your travel burden it feels less like you're you know far away from home or far you know far away from this connectedness to the to where you are yeah yeah i love that you bring up the people watching too because we really enjoyed that. We loved that. <laughs> and yeah, like we, we don't sit here in San Antonio and like people watch people here. And maybe it's just the mentality of like you go, you eat somewhere, you leave. I mean, we have like down at the El Mercato and like yeah. when we're waiting for other people. But I mean, it was different because like yeah, we were up there and different. we really were just like, well, let's just sit on this bench for a few minutes. And like, I don't know, when you're away from home and you're away from work for pleasure, it's like you know, you just have all the time in the world to do the most, what looks like such mundane things. And yet you get such a fulfilling experience from it. It just like forces you to relax and be. Sometimes it's fulfilling and sometimes it's a very eye opening. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I've got, I mean, I've got. Yes. Sometimes you see a bunch of different cultures. Sometimes you see things that, um, you don't want to see like a, Asian woman, older, like grandma and her granddaughter and her granddaughter, or she pulled her granddaughter's pants down and the granddaughter proceeded to pee in, in the middle of in a, the middle of Banff a public National Park open place at not, a very nice it, hotel at too. the hotel portion, not yeah. at the like the park, not inside of like the woods, because that would be different. I would understand like there's nothing you can do. Th- there's bathrooms not even 100 yards away. Yeah, that was that eye-opening. was eye opening. <laughs> Then well, come to find out that that is a normal thing in China. Interesting. Yeah, my my one people watching thing was I was I went to this uh, restaurant in New York called Joe's Shanghai, and I the way they sit is they sit you to these giant tables of like nine people, and so you don't actually have your own table, mm-hmm. so you're forced to be around other people. Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting since I was by myself, but there were three people who were sitting next to me, and one of the girls was Russian. One of the guys was, he was from some South American country and the last guy was American. And he was the one showing them around. And, uh, the girl starts telling this story about how her, her mom always tells her that she needs to make money and be rich or marry rich because it's better to be, to cry in a Porsche than it is to be happy on a bicycle. That's her direct quote. <laughs> And I'm just like, what is happening in the world? (laughs) You're like, no. But yeah, but even those experiences, you know, they give you kind of a perspective. They they teach you maybe not. You know, I wouldn't say that's probably uh, I wouldn't I shouldn't impart that on all Russian women thinking that that is what, you know, (laughs) they think of. But there's that experience and there's that, you know, like there is that mindset out there that people, you know, that it's just something that's to think about and something to you know, not necessarily judge your own head, but res- think how you respond to that. How, do, how does that, what does that mean to you? What does that mean? Yeah. You know, how, how do you want to, you know, whatever. So, well, and I think also 
that's kind of a cool thing about visiting places that a lot of different cultures and people from around the world visit too, is that you do see everyone now from around the world in the same place, kind of in the same constraints. And you can kind of experience with all these different people, like see how they treat what you're experiencing. You know, how does like when we were in Banff, you know, this beautiful scenery, how do people from all these different cultures kind of take that in? And there were some distinctions of like, you know, people with selfie sticks or, you know, little Instagram models or, you know, just it, you could tell that there were differences between the cultures of how people were really experiencing that. You know, there were people that, you know, were sitting on benches and just enjoying it with their partners. And there were people that were trying to get the, the picture for all the likes online and it was just different. So, um, yeah, really cool. Um, I know we were talking earlier about kind of the difference of short versus long trips yep. and how that can affect you even on like a health level. Mm-hmm. So I know your business stuff is more short, short trips sometimes, and that can be right. pretty stressful. And even you, whether you want to talk about this or not, you sometimes experience even getting like sick in a way after all of your travel. Yeah, no, I, I definitely do. Um, I, th- You know, the thing I've started to realize more and more is it's, uh, for me, I think it's a lot more about hydration. Yeah. Um, so when I go on these trips and I end up uh, in a hotel room or wherever, it's it's not as easy to get water because I have just, I just have, you know, big jugs of water I use at home that I just keep pouring constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, I find that I can't maintain that level of hydration when I'm traveling. And then, you know, there's all the science and stuff that shows that you don't sleep as well when you're in a hotel yeah. because it's not like your space, whatever, you know. So so combined lack of sleep with dehydration, you get, you know, even on a short trip, you know, even if it's a two two night stay, you know, that's three days of not being hydrated. You know, when yeah. you're on the plane, you know, unless you bring your, you know, you I've started to have to bring a water bottle and train myself to to drink more than what i think because obviously it's very uh it's not really the easiest thing to get up and go to the restroom on a on a plane oh gosh um but yeah hydration is a big thing especially when i get back and making sure i get back on that cycle um seems to really help but yeah i mean i've dealt i dealt with it for you know the first two years of my career during the sales travel I, you know, I'm, I'm getting up there now. I'm all <laughs> 29 years old and I, and I, I'm not, you know, I can't just go somewhere and just be fine. I have to really think about what I'm doing so that I can take care of myself and, and be available, um, you know, after travel. Yeah. Well, and I think especially when, at least personally, when I've tried to be more health conscious and make healthy habits, it, I had to travel down to the coast, um, back in September and stayed in a decent hotel um but the breakfast wasn't what I would have eaten like the breakfast they provided um like you said it wasn't I didn't have like a full water bottle tap water tasted funny I didn't know where like the water machine was so yeah it just kind of gets you out of your groove and you know you can kind of put yourself out of a whack so if you're looking for tips or maybe you want to travel more I think it's so important that you are mindful of those things that you just almost don't even think about when you're at home right and really try to take healthy habits with you 
because then you'll enjoy your trip even more whether it's business or for pleasure if you're feeling a hundred percent like you would be you know with all of your creature comforts at home right but yeah i think it's interesting because even just comparing like those trips to like longer trips like week-long trips or even longer than you know maybe a week if you're lucky enough to get away for Mm -hmm. that long it i think it takes a good couple of days to switch off and to be okay with not checking your work email and to be okay with you know just realizing you don't have to be in your normal routine Mm. and i feel like you can really kind of reach a deeper level of relaxation when you take like a couple days to just really let yourself it takes you a couple days to get there depending on where we are oh well i can tell you from my standpoint that's almost impossible yeah just because of my position you know unfortunately you know with sales you know i work remote so i'm always on you know i i i went to napa valley with my parents earlier this year and the first day that we're in san francisco i'm literally sitting in my bed scheduling a trip for a client to visit one of our plants like and it had to be done there was just no way i could wait a week you know uh, this trip was a week and there's just no way i could wait that long um so yeah I i definitely agree that it's hard to disconnect from that when we are so connected now and and i know that's that's (laughs) such a cliche at this point (laughs) to say that but it is it's very true were you gonna say it's easy for you to switch off yeah it's really easy (laughs) to switch off. well then what okay so what's your like what do you you just what's your mindset when you go on a vacation then in all honesty yeah no, I don't want you to be honest with me. <laughs> In all honesty, it's yeah, it's like fuck it. I'm I'm on vacation. I'm not I'm not doing anything else. Like I'm on vacation. I'm not gonna check my email. Well, I'm not gonna I respond to people. Like I don't. I mean, Banff. I hardly texted. Like I had a bunch of text messages backed up and emails that yeah. I just waited till we got back to respond to, because I I just didn't care. Like everybody knew I was on vacation. Sure. But I also wonder if it kind of does relate to Austin's, like, if it's industry-related or just even your job title-related. Like, if you are the sole responsible person for that task, like, you are going to probably have to respond to something. But, yeah, I totally get it. I mean, we definitely got to that point very quickly in Banff of just being like, hey, you know. But, I mean, I've been, like, the sole – I mean, Dr. Yee's uh, emailed me plenty of times while we were on vacation. And there's only one vacation that I – did do like i worked on one of the grants at the beginning of the vacation but then he kept emailing me i was i was like no i'm I'm good i'm done i I did my part i submitted it i'm done i guess if you're lucky enough then to be able to make that choice yeah like if your job doesn't depend on it sure then it is like but i'm also able to just completely disconnect yeah and not focus on it which that's a great skill (laughs) well i don't know if it's yeah i don't know if it's a skill or just something that my ADD brain does. Sure. Yeah, I just, I think it, it was almost like a, it was such a, a blessing in disguise because we had had a pretty stressful time in our lives. Like the months leading up to it, you were graduating, you were starting to look for jobs. Like my work was really busy and stressful. So for us to be able to get away and know that like our house is being looked after. Our dogs are being looked after. There was nothing that we needed to worry about going on back home. 
like we really were able to just get there and be like awesome this is a time for us to like experience somewhere totally different yeah we only had to worry about the dogs a little bit sure but not really not really (laughs) but yeah it's just it's cool when you get the opportunity to have those longer breaks and really take in time away from one of the one of the things i wanted to bring up for this section was there's there's some studies that have been done and i i will i will find it and we'll post it in the comments um so i'm not just like making this up but i did read one about how shorter vacations in more frequent Mm -hmm. than longer ones tend to show like tend for people to uh, have more happiness like they yeah. basically respond to I those we more you could also that. like look forward to more things throughout the year than like saving up for one giant vacation like every three years or whatever i will i will say this though you have to be careful about how you present it to your coworkers <laughs> because you know i've done like these short trips where i take a friday off and then i go the weekend and it's only one vacation day but when that one day is you're going to london or <laughs> you're going to New York, people start asking questions on how much vacation you're taking. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to explain you were there for a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. But I was listening actually to another podcast that just so happened to be talking about travel a few weeks ago. And they were saying, you know, it is almost better to take more frequent shorter trips because with the way that America puts so much pressure on like your job and your work hours and all of that when you have that time off that's usually like five business days you know a week you put so much pressure on you and your family to have this perfect trip away where everyone gets to relax that actually no one basically ends up relaxing because you've just stressed everybody out to the point of like not enjoying it um which i mean you can change that mentality whether you take more frequent trips or not. But just as something important to think about, like Nick doesn't have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) Just to like not put so much pressure on yourself when you're planning a trip that you've really wanted to go on, you know, can really help you enjoy more of, of what you're doing. But yeah, that article, I remember us talking about that. It was saying, you know, you're, you're not only like, does your mindset kind of change, but your body gets used to, being in different places more often so you might have a better night's sleep that first night than you might have if if you'd only traveled once that year right so it just kind of sets your whole body and mind into like a different a different pattern which is pretty cool but before we jump into our favorite or most impactful places any other last thoughts okay who wants to start on their favorite place or most impactful place? i think nick should go first okay okay (laughs) um out of all your trips in your yet in your life, you've been to quite a few different I g- places. I mean, not. I guess. Yeah, I guess I've been. I don't know. You went with like your youth group in high school down to. Where was it? Honduras. Even? Honduras. That was yeah, a and got viral meningitis trip. and yeah. got that's really sick for you know three months and that's really bad. Awful. My brain was swollen and. Yeah, Talk it was a about great impactful. trip. I loved that <laughs> trip. <laughs> He'll that never forget it. <laughs> He'll never forget it. I wasn't saying that. We no. Um, I don't know. See, I like trips where I have experiences, so I really did enjoy Banff. It's beautiful, and that's probably my favorite trip. 
but like i i loved going to colorado and going skiing yeah activities are always fun yeah like and i love going to disney world and well florida orlando Mm -hmm. like doing things is what i enjoy yeah not just sitting around yeah so like yeah i guess that that's my answer (laughs) i enjoy doing things but no, I, I really did enjoy our trip to Banff because we went hiking almost every, every day. day. Except one. Which probably killed our legs. Look, I mean, I and, and I will say this. I mean, y- you both can have the same favorite trip. <laughs> no, one. that's not what I'm saying. Like, but, I, but, well, no, what I'm saying is you are both, you guys are both young. I mean, and I'm not saying that in a... Oh, my God, you're, you're too, so much older yeah, than us. Like, wise Austin. What I'm saying is this is your first trip you've taken as like adults who like earn their own money you didn't go with your parents you you went on your own you did the entire trip like i mean well, in a well we had a honeymoon we yeah did but have a honeymoon. yeah that was by ourselves yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which another trip which point, is another though. trip that see my issue is that like thinking about it i don't have a favorite because they were all different experiences and to me that's what means the most for like a vacation so like, and it wasn't one that. Yeah, maybe I liked this question more. should be: What's an impactful trip? Instead of putting all this pressure on, what was the most That's impactful why I said trip? That yeah, so I think to be, for <laughs> to be impactful, like it. Yeah, it needs to be an experience. Like if we're just going somewhere to lay around. Maybe if it's only for like a day, or two. Like okay, then that would be enjoyable, just because maybe I need to relax. But to just lay on the beach for five days, I would go crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I would say some of our most impactful trips, I would say definitely Banff. I think Banff is definitely my favorite trip and probably my most impactful trip just because it really, I mean, this whole past year has been kind of a a big shift for me just on a personal level, but Banff was a place where in a very strange way, I'd never felt more at home somewhere else. And it was like, and this will sound silly to some. It was emotional for me. <laughs> it was like. You don't have to laugh about it. It's okay. Well, I know, but I had been. So another little known fact to anybody listening. My dream trip is to go to New Zealand for like two or three weeks. Longer if possible. And I just love New Zealand. And I would love to get there. And I would love to travel there. Um, but that wasn't attainable right now for us. And we really hadn't been on a trip in a while since our honeymoon, I think really like a big trip. And so I was just doing research and found, you know, the Banff National Park area and that a lot of people just really loved it, thought it reminded them of New Zealand, all this kind of stuff. So I was like, well, let's go there. That's like, that's attainable. That's affordable for us right now. Um, And we got there and I mean, the people were so incredibly nice it was gorgeous, and one of the first days we went, we actually stayed in Canmore, which is like 15 minutes from um, Banff itself, like the main city part inside the national park, and we went to a rooftop restaurant, and the views were, I mean, unreal, that we were just in the valley of this mountain range, just having a burger, um, but it was just such a an emotional place because it it just like I said I just had never felt so at home somewhere I had never been before and it was like I was meant to experience that place 
and to be around those people and to experience that type of nature and to be able to be around so many different cultures because it is like a hotbed vacation spot. I mean, there were people from China, Japan, um, you know, Central America, you know, we saw people from the UK, Ireland, um, geez, who else? I mean, just all over the world, all these different accents and, and ways that people were, you know, like I was saying earlier, just taking in what they were experiencing. And it was just, it was so interesting. And I think just really opened up my mind, um, to just experiencing a whole different place, but having it be just so meaningful, especially with Nick, like being able to experience it with Nick was just awesome. Um, but also I would say the next most impactful place and for kind of the same reasons as we were lucky enough to go to St. John in the Virgin Islands. Um, and the thing between like the comparison between those two places is I think you get apprehensive when you travel somewhere that you're not going to be able to relate to the locals or you might not, you know, be able to like strike up a conversation with someone who's lived such a different life than you have. But what's really impactful about the places that we've traveled, like St. John and um, up in Canada, is just that you everybody's so friendly. Like if you just say hello, majority of the time someone's going to strike up a conversation with you. The Bahamas were that way, too. Yes, the Bahamas were that way too. Like when we went down to that t- little town, like outside of yeah. Atlantis. Yeah. And got the sky juice. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But it it is. I mean, we're we're all the same people, you know, no matter where you're from and and you can learn so much from everybody by just being open and friendly and having a conversation with, you know, your waiter or the person sitting next to you at a restaurant or, you know, whatever. It's just a really meaningful experience and I would highly suggest making sure to interact with like other travelers or locals wherever you go it can really open your mind to just different ways of thoughts and living for sure and you never know who you're gonna meet you never know you know for for me I think I had I had a really crazy trip this year when I went to Cuba and that was something that I really didn't I didn't really think about how different it was from America before I went. I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to Cuba. It's like somewhere no, like very few people go. But uh, I guess like, I mean, you know, since since it got opened up, 150,000 Americans will go to Cuba. And I think that's just an incredible. I think that's an incredible number. I think that's a large. That is a lot of people going to Cuba. Yeah. Um. And quite frankly, I don't know where they all go because there's just there's there, you know, Havana is such a big city, but there's got to be limits on the, the types of housing and things like that. But, you know, talking to people down there was incredibly difficult for myself because <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. And, you know, 98 percent of the people there only speak Spanish. And I'm, I'm exaggerating. It's probably lower than that. But one of the people who who didn't speak spanish was one of the women who was taking care of the house we were living in and uh she she let me talk to her for a good long while i asked her a lot about her life but she she had mentioned hey my my uncle lives in texas after i told her we were from there and i said oh cool are you gonna get to go visit and she said no i'll never make enough money to afford a plane ticket to go go there Mm -hmm. and it's 
a f- you know a few hundred miles away like yeah like it, it was so incredible to see this country that is so vibrant and beautiful i mean the buildings are painted in these bright colors it is not it is so uh, in some ways the city of havana is a lot prettier than a lot of cities in, in the states yeah. and i and i I, I wish we had more personality here um, in some re- respects. But then it's just contrasted against just this sometimes horrific just lifestyle yeah. that these people have. And I mean, look, I mean, we asked them point blank. Do you do you like this? Do you do you are you OK with this? And one of the guys who was our scuba, one of the scuba guys who was kind of leading this excursion we did, he said, we don't have any poor people. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with taking care of everybody here. And so, I mean, look, I mean, they grew up in it. They have to, you know, rationalize it for themselves. But, you know, in some ways, I mean, they don't have a, they don't have this class of people that are just so marginalized due to, you know, lack of opportunity or whatever. Like there's, you get taken care of at least there to where you don't have to be homeless. You don't have to be, you know, so destitute. And it's just a really interesting look. You know, it's, there's, there's, there's some interestingly good things and there's just some some really horrifically bad things um that really opened my eyes to you know we take so many things for granted here yeah we take so many things granted in america and and even you know even us we are you know we you know we all have jobs we all have you know i would say we all have white collar jobs. We do not have. <laughs> we are not working in mines. We are not chopping down trees. Sure. We work at desks and we use our brains to do work. You know, we're knowledge workers. And to get the lifestyle we get by doing that work is just is so fortunate because the, the rest of the world doesn't. Not the rest of the world has it. Yeah. So that trip really kind of you know i came back liking a lot about my life and asking some questions and thinking more about being happy thinking more about um appreciating the things that i have and totally yeah it was it was wild and then you know you juxtapose that with you know this 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 business trip i just did in costa rica and i i I know this has been a very long episode so we appreciate (laughs) you sticking around (laughs) to the end here um I, I spent a lot of time talking to the to our people who work there, and and you know fortunately more people speak English in Costa Rica, so I was actually able to communicate. <laughs> but uh, it was really cool, just you know, li- looking and hearing about what is it like to live in these you know these Central American nations, and it turns out their cost of living and what they ma- salary wise are are is a lot higher than what it is relative to here and now granted even the u.s there are different pockets of where it's more sure yeah you know more affordable but in in san jose it's very expensive to live there so i mean you know these young people who are our age you know they're 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 wondering you know they're they're in good paying positions you know on the island and they're like i'm i'm not going to be able to buy a house like i don't know when i'll be able to buy a house you know one one of the guys is like I'm not going to get married before I can buy a house. It's just very like getting established financially is such an important thing down there. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting, you know, especially when you see stats like in America where, you know, fit, you know, 50 to 60% of people can't make a $300 emergency payment. 
Right. You know, where they were in Costa Rica, those people are just so laser focused on what's the what how where am i living what's what's how am i going to build my future it was just it was just really interesting well and i'm sure it just made you think totally different when you or i guess made you think differently about how you viewed like your financial foundation and how you were living and for sure all that but you know the cool thing also is talking to them there are really universal experiences that our generation are going through and it doesn't matter where you live it doesn't matter what country you're in we are, we're all kind of experiencing how do we find love? How do we make enough money to move forward? How do we, um, how do we want to spend our free time? How do we want to spend the time with those we care about? And it was really cool seeing that and, and kind of feeling more connected to the world. Yeah. And instead of feeling, oh, well, you know, He's kind of staying in that bubble of America and just saying, oh, well, this is the experience everybody shares. Well, no, not everybody shares this, but it's but if you there's pockets of people in all these different countries that are experiencing the same thing. It's very, very interesting. Well, and I think to that point, as we kind of wrap up. It's how every person in every culture is trying to find their own personal way that they can live happily, like with the conditions that they're given and the situation that they're living in and the job that they have, like how are they choosing to find their own personal happiness with all of that? And we saw that in Banff with like our waiters who are from different countries, you know, they wanted to be happy, but they knew they had to work. And so they took opportunities to be in a different place of the world and gain more experience and, and live a happiness that they hadn't experienced before. Um, so yeah. So I think travel is just such a, incredible tool if you're able and fortunate enough to either travel for work or travel for pleasure or both um it can really open your eyes to experiencing different cultures and people but also experiencing kind of these universal experiences that we all we all hold really dear and one thing i will say is you know all these things that we're saying you don't have to go to foreign countries to experience no you can you can really you know if you don't live in a big city even if you go travel just to another town just like interact with those people yeah and see what what's going on in their lives and 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 have that connection with somebody that's outside of your normal group at least even if it's temporary yeah you know and and you can still i think get a lot of the benefits of escaping your day-to-day experiencing something new experiencing that connection with other people to kind of help that that socialness and and that it's you know that that Maslow's or whatever, you know, the, the hierarchy of, of needs. And I, I think that's a, it's one thing to say, like, you don't have to have money to, to experience some of the benefits of travel. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then just, you know, not putting such huge pressure on yourself when you do get those awesome opportunities to go somewhere, you know, just, just go for the pleasure of going somewhere and experience all that you're meant to experience. And, just appreciate it for what it is and for what it allows you to kind of take back with the memories and experiences with the people that you care about. Um, so yeah, get involved with us in the comments on Instagram and Facebook and just let us know some of your favorite places you've traveled or maybe one of the most impactful things that you've experienced, um, either in a different country or even, you know, in your same state, just something that you, um, have taken with you since you've experienced it. We'd really love to find out. So we will see you all um, hopefully very soon. Um, So until next time, see you later. Bye. Bye.